0: And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, Overlords.
1: Now that's a team I can work with.
0: I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Max. I'm Robert. I'm
0: really hoping the microphone didn't pick up my immediate hiccup into a burp when the theme song started.
2: Hiccup, burp.
0: Hiccup, burp. <clears throat> I'm hoping it did. Well, now listeners eagle-eyed eagle-eared listeners um go see if you can spot it and hashtag us and if you spot it uh we'll send you a prize you'll,
2: you'll have you entered in the lottery to win a prize right. and we'll <laughs> announce that at a later
0: date <laughs> the lottery spectacular they do every year where mm-hmm. a lucky fan gets a special prize in fact, anyway,
2: go back through the back catalog see if you can find the secret phrase that we sprinkled into a couple episodes <laughs>
0: um speaking of uh, special phrases let's talk about some movies we've seen
2: Don't you care yep. yep. about me? Look my way, girl. <laughs> Something breakfast. Movies
0: we've seen. Those ones don't count, listeners. Okay. We're in like the
2: the shock jock era of the pod. Now we've changed <laughs> it up, and we're we're even more crass. Man, bro. Oh, oh, oh. bringing it back. I'm gonna bring it back. Oh. I'm not hearing I'm it not but hearing I'm assuming yeah. we're getting that bong that bong rip. Damn it. No, no. I'm sure I'm sure the, the mic's picked it up.
0: This is one of those Zoom oh. features that
2: <laughs> He's going for more. <laughs> Damn. Take it easy, man. We got Ooh, an episode to do. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh Robert, hit it lead us off. What do you got? Movies.
2: Wow. Well, I uh something I've watched since the new year started was Dawn. Of the Planet of the Apes, mm. not to be confused with Rise, which is what the sun does at dawn. Uh, it is so hard for me to always to remember the difference, uh, and I guess I could say like D comes before R, so that's the middle movie. The names um, are
1: so generic. Probably uh,
2: they should have gone with some different names. <laughs> sure, I mean they follow the the kind of naming conventions of the old movies too.
0: But Dawn but... is is Dawn the one with Carrie Russell? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Dawn
2: is the second movie with uh, the Gary Oldman, Carrie Russell, and they're kind of they're trying to get the dam that they live next to back up and running so they can have power in San Francisco. And there's kind of rising tension, and then of course Koba causes some shenanigans. Let's put I, it that wow. way. I Coba, think that one was Coba the best 19, of the trilogy.
1: Uh. <laughs> what? Well, sorry. What did you say, Max? <laughs> I think that one was the best of the trilogy.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the third one is a really awesome and i think it's a really great end to the trilogy Mm -hmm. um but i think like overall i might like uh dawn more and the mocap is incredible i think especially the jump from the first movie to the second movie is huge um the performances are amazing it's a crime that mocap performances aren't uh eligible for awards at least i don't believe they're still up for anything like that um
0: but at least they kicked out will smith
2: Yes, exactly.
0: They did the right and
2: thing, except they except they said any of his mocap does still count,
0: which is weird. <laughs> wow, that's a weird caveat. <laughs> yeah, huh?
2: I know. So Shark Tale two, here we he go. He
0: mocap Shark Tale two.
2: Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, that was fun to revisit, and that was also I I ended uh, last year with some Lord of the Rings, so I was like, why not? Kind of kick it off with another good trilogy. Did I watch the first one? No, but <laughs> still good. Um, I still like that first movie and I think it's important obviously to set everything up, but, and, and also it, I think it really nicely themes back into the second and third films in a lot of ways, but, uh, just technologically and I don't know, it's just a more in much more interesting story to me to kind of see the, the place that humanity's at and how the apes have adapted in that second film is, is huge. And you wish they um, would have
0: kept casting James Franco, right? Cause you're, you're in favor of what has been said about him, right?
2: Uh, that he was good in that first Apes movie. That's the only. That's the only scuttlebutt thing I've heard, I've heard yeah, that's on the a, internet. Yeah. So that's the only yeah. scuttlebutt I've heard about James Franklin yeah. the last couple of years. <laughs> I haven't googled him, but yeah. Um, the only thing missing for number two is that delightful little uh, chimp in the th- from the third movie, the Steve Zahn chimp. Yeah. Which Max, I think you're a fan of as well.
1: Oh, of course. How also,
0: don't happen? forget Tom Felton delivering that classic line. I'm uh, not Snape.
2: Yeah. <laughs> In the right universe, but not the right character. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but who cares? It's a turfs writing. Um, then I also watched You're not gonna believe it. What would you consider what Marvel movie do you think I would have rewatched in the new year? In the to new year. Try and get year. a fresh eye on it.
0: Let's see New Huge Year. Huge
2: movie. Uh not a male lead. I mean, well there's that a male lead in down. the movie, but it's not it's not named after the it's a female hero in it. Um, any guesses? Black I know mean, no, there's a million of these movies, so Black Widow. No, I'm so sorry, Captain Marvel. Ah. Watched. Um, fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I did want to go back and kind of revisit it because I don't think I'd watched it in. I've seen bits and pieces of it uh, since I watched it the first time, but um, I don't know if I've sat down and fully rewatched it. Um, and. It is one of those weird ones that it's it's a shame that it's not better. Uh, It is a part of the plot that that Captain Marvel is uh, been brainwashed since this accident on Earth, and so she's this sort of kind of like stern kind of soldier. Even when she's fighting, she's kind of grimacing, and I I please don't come for me. I know how bad you want her to smile more. No, because I do think it was brilliant when people were criticizing her about that, and then she. I'm sure you guys have saw those the. She like posted the the photos of like Iron Man 3 and Captain America and stuff, but like face swapped where they're like, yeah, and like smiling in their photos, which is really funny. Those are also true. deleted,
0: those are delete scenes from Smile.
2: Oh, oh, perfect. I'll have to check that out. Um, no, I and I just think it's it's hard because I feel like you can have male heroes that have all sorts of different uh you know Moods and and you know grimaces throughout their films, and they don't get any sort of criticism whatsoever about it. So I thought that was shitty. Um, still not a top tier Marvel for me at all. Uh, I, I I wished it was better, but I am interested to see how they kind of tie it into um, some of the other characters they've introduced since in Marvels, the Marvels uh, rather, coming up this mm-hmm. year
0: mm-hmm. at least
2: in this phase. Um, and then the last one I watched. Recently was uh, "Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels," mm. a Guy Ritchie joint <laughs> from old Landan.
1: Yeah, it was a good um, work. Maybe I should start burping again.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it's an enjoyable one. I think I probably like Snatch better. Um, it's the movie Max. <laughs> You know what I'm Save talking about? Save it for about, the dog. bonus,
0: Robert.
2: <laughs> yeah. You gotta go behind the paywall for that shit, my man. Um Uh no, it's it's very enjoyable. I love the way it jumps around. You get a guy running out of the bar on fire in an earlier scene, and then later on you see that he was asking this dude to change the channel and he got like alcohol and like a cigarette flicked on him. And he goes running out and you're like, Oh, that's what that guy was earlier. Is this a um, good,
0: is this a good time to bring up that? I don't think, I don't like your idea for the bonus, Robert, that we rank women's body parts as like, our like top five, shut the, shut the fuck
2: up the top five.
0: <laughs> I just don't think that's appropriate. And also like, yeah. Why five?
2: Sorry for, okay. For, sorry. I'm going to rank them here. Personality. <laughs> smarts oh uh uh interesting he went for honesty. personality.
0: he went for smart second that's interesting
2: these are all these are all tied for first in my top five <laughs> honesty loyalty and free spirit because I, I want her to do her own thing <laughs> anyway loyalty so I can't I looking forward lovely. to you guys a uh, right. um listeners, okay, anagram, we're real off track the, no <laughs> listeners we're,
0: we're, anagram those and figure out what he's really talking about let me talk about this British
2: crime farce uh no it's it's very enjoyable. I don't know if you guys have seen it uh I was also interested because i think I think I asked some folks and I haven't seen the last couple of guy Richie's I heard that he had the gentleman and then he had something like uh art of not art of war that was like a Wesley science movie but he has like a <laughs> lords of war he has like a newer one that someone told me isn't good, but You're The Gentleman about is the
0: wrath of man
2: wrath of man thank you so much followed by wrath of Khan. um so gentlemen i might be checking out and you know what hey maybe you'll hear me talking about it on a future segment
0: i hope somebody in the wrath of man goes mad. <laughs> <laughs> and i hope well, it's i, I hope don't know if stay- i'll be finding it
2: out so i hope maybe it's that's stay, your them. I hope it stay them yeah uh but that's what i've seen movie wise max what about you
1: Well, I was uh, actually looking up Guy Ritchie's uh, movies, so I need to get back to my stuff. (laughs) Uh, Well, I watched uh, Paddington 2, which was terrible. I hated it. Shut the fuck
2: up. Shut the fuck up. Shut it down, Andrew. (laughs) Shut it down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Paddington 2 is great. Like the first one, it had uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson uh so good in that so right good. yeah he is great i didn't it's so didn't sad have...
2: when uh i mean spoiler if you haven't seen it but he kicks that there's that that crow up on top of the the prison and he's like get out of it and he kicks it and some, j- mar- some marmalade falls down into his eye <laughs> ah, ah, And he, he becomes infected i think that's that movie right mm-hmm. that's the one oh okay good
1: yeah i knew that uh why am i thinking Guy? R- hugh grant that hugh grant was going to be in it because you guys mentioned him but yes. uh, I did not know about uh, Brent, Brendan Gleeson, so and that Guy was a Ritchie's welcome surprise.
0: Guy Ritchie is in it too.
1: Yeah, he directed. And the, it, Ra- and the Wrath of Man is in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are plenty of Man in it. Um, yeah, great movie, touching. I'm. I think they're making a a threequel mm-hmm. to it. I believe so, so. Yes, so happy about that. Uh, yeah, and hopefully. Uh, out by next Christmas, so I have something to
2: watch. How about how about you, Grant? Though let's not let's not move on quite yet. Hey, I love that he to gets Hugh to Grant, play. Che- hey, cheers! <laughs> uh I love that he gets to play kind of a over the top actor and like go through all these different like disguises and stuff. Like, what a fun fucking thing to be able to do in a movie, right? Hey, we'll mm-hmm. talk about
0: Hugh Grant maybe again in a little bit.
2: Wow! Oh, uh, and apparently, if you if you Google it, he like tortures his children about the movie, like they're like it's. you're not good in it like it's not a good movie and he's like and he's like they suck like they're bad children and he's also like i mi- i lock the house and make them watch it and like he just has all these funny quotes about their relationship with paddington too and how <laughs> he loves it but is like fuck them like they need to endure this like and say it's good
0: and then he says and uh where's your where's your nanny didn't he cheat with a nanny isn't that what
2: uh no, it was someone different. I mean he might have it with a nanny too.
0: Nanny McPhee is who I'm thinking of.
2: Yes, that was a big scandal in the children's movie uh averse.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, the movie I watched had a little bear in it and it was cute. <laughs> I don't know if I liked it better than the first one, but they're they're on even ground, I would say. I think they're mm. they're both really good. I might have liked it better, but I, I feel like I did like the uh
2: how about when that door opens at the end.
1: I don't remember that part. What? <laughs> they say, you know Oh yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I okay. was crying for that
2: one. Okay, okay. For sure, for sure. Okay, okay. That's very cute. Just making sure you had the proper responses to all the yeah. parts I liked. <laughs> <laughs> uh and like course. criticizing the the cafeteria food and then like they're like, he's about to die, like because he's saying this and then Throws the sandwich in his mouth, and that just cat starts a cascade of them, you know, changing, changing everything, and baking, yeah. and and also, oh, we didn't even talk about also that maybe that's after the door scene, the credit scene where Hugh Grant is in that jail now. Oh and yeah, and then they do like, the dance number. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. All right, yeah, sorry. Weird. I'll let you. I'll let you move on.
1: It is weird though. It's like this guy's getting no punishment whatsoever. He's just like doing exactly what he loves. You can't leave. Be. I mean, you're still li- I mean, you're
2: still stuck there, but. They are making the most of it. He has a
1: captive audience. I think they make a joke about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I watched another movie that uh, has a lot in common with that. It's called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about this is about an English transplant going to uh, France in order to uh, get a dress from Dior, and uh, uh, she's not a nanny; she's a maid. And so, like, uh, like, kind of that whole, it's a similar situation where um, she's got that simple charm that everyone kind of enjoys. And she does things a little bit differently because she comes from, you know, like, uh, a different place and a, a place of, like, uh, honesty. And everyone is, is kind of, like. Move to be better because of her and stuff like that. So she gets into little bits of trouble, but just by being such a good person, like things turn out better. So it's kind of similar to Paddington in, in that way that he's kind of just like really charming and, um, and like everyone feels like they should be a better person when they're around him. Um, but it's also like a big Dior, uh, advertisement about how their dresses are so cool and stuff like that, how they're amazing and they'll change your life. So I didn't necessarily like that half of it, but um, the part that reminded me of Paddington was was pretty good. Um, I also watched Breaking News in Yuba County. Have you heard of that one?
2: That sounds familiar, but I'm not. What was the plot of that one?
1: It's kind of weird. It's... uh... Say no more. (laughs) It's like this... um... The this person who's kind of like uh like a housewife who's kind of like stuck in her life and, and uh unhappy with how things are going. Um and uh her husband ends up dying and she kind of covers it up and pretends like uh like he's run away and she's trying to find him because there's another like uh there's like a, uh, a lost girl that's in the news and everyone's trying to search for her and uh, find out where she is. And so she wants to be that popular, essentially. So she's um, getting herself into that and trying to get on the news and trying to outdo everyone and and like really no shame about it at all. And it's got a, a pretty good cast. I mean, um, uh, Allison Janney is the... Um, the main characters got mila kunis too and aquafina and like wanda sykes julia lewis um a lot of folks you'd recognize and uh it's just like a series of of things unfortunate events uh,
0: oh ah
1: things i was trying to avoid it but things getting more and more out of control like getting into trouble and trying to fix it and getting yourself into more trouble and people finding out your lies and then you know they end up dead too and Uh, but it's pretty wacky, pretty wild. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, I also watched the woman King, which I thought was a very, very good movie. Uh, and I, I recommend everyone check it out. It's about, um, this, uh, country in, uh, in Africa that is a part of the slave trade. Like they are, they are like, uh, selling off members, like historically, they have been selling off members of their own tribe, essentially, or like capturing other tribes and and selling them, and uh, and then that kind of like they they build up this army and shift the power dynamics, um, and and kind of like go up against the the slave traders, and it's pretty fucking cool, um. But yeah, I definitely recommend that one. People should check it out. Um, I also watched all th- I watched a uh, a trilogy but um unlike Robert, I watched all three of them. God uh of fuck. <laughs> I watched all three John Wick movies. Uh which the first one is the only one I'd seen before. And I got to say they're not very good.
2: Wow. People rave about those. I've only seen the first one all the way through. I've seen most of the second one. I don't remember if it was like on somewhere or something and I couldn't watch all of it. Yeah. But, uh, but I was like, Oh, four is coming out. I guess I need to watch three, but I, uh, what, what don't you like about them? Or I mean, you They're just, they're just lackluster to you.
1: They're lackluster. They're, they're boring as hell. Uh, even though they're filled with action, it's like, um, like, even caseless. though Keanu is
2: thinking he's back, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that what he says in two or three, and uh, two and three, I think maybe even in. Oh, one he's back as well. again. He he does it a couple times. Um, yeah, it's actually I think the first one and maybe the second one. The first one he says, "I think I'm fucking back" or whatever. But I think he should smile more, honestly. In <laughs> yeah. um, hey, we have a trend for this episode. <laughs> no, it's just like it's it's so, like it doesn't take the premise seriously because it's total bullshit, but it takes itself seriously. I don't know like how to, how to convey
2: that. That's but, the like, element like, I'm not really, cause like in the first one, it's sort of like, he's part of like a, a, an assassin group. And this guy really fucked up by screwing with him. But then I feel like this, the second movie and then some getting to like, this group and the currency they use and you have safe it's houses so with places stupid. and there's a that's, hierarchy but you are allowed to challenge people and then also you the can put a contract out and, yeah.
1: they, they make rules and immediately break them and then make another rule to make up for the fact that they made this rule and broke it immediately like there's nothing that's followed and they say oh my gosh he gave you a marker and you denied it the only two markers ever given in the in the movie are immediately denied by both people who give them like, like every single rule they have just break it immediately there's no point to these rules none of them make sense so john wick is the is the craziest assassin every single first of all everyone in the world is an assassin fighting against other assassins and john wick is like the best among them everybody knows who he is everybody fears him nobody will touch him then they put out a warrant on his head for seven million dollars and everyone tries to kill him as if they're going to kill him like, it, like he's not the biggest guy. I know that's guy. a like, lot,
2: but it doesn't sound like enough for, to kill, like, it's not the enough. world's greatest assassin. Like, a head of state or something, it, it's, it's like it's that's a, easy for you as an assassin, silly. and it's money.
1: It's especially silly when they don't even use fucking money. These assassins all use gold coins that they can, like, use one gold coin to buy. I mean, uh, I'm a hotel.
2: gamer, so I'm a fan of that. That sounds cool to
1: me. <laughs> but they use a gold coin for, like, a hotel for the night. They also use a gold coin for a drink at the bar and that's so all, funny
2: too you're like fuck I really want a coke but like ugh, I need a whole gold coin in this goddamn yeah. machine it's like like uh, I just I,
1: like, I don't you know you could have you could
2: have gotten re- completely re-outfitted with your ammo and guns but the same coin works on the vending machine outside the rooms so you're like yeah, ah, yeah. I want like a cow tail and some Doritos but <laughs> but I could I could buy a house <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's they so might, so might already be full of that stuff <laughs> yeah is,
1: is really stupid, and, like, you can't think about it.
2: Sure. I mean, I also, are. like, I also. You're not it,
1: supposed to. Sure, sure,
2: sure. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it sounds stupid, but not that much more stupid than other stuff. But, but then not check, saying it's not boring, like you said, either.
1: You check your brain out, and there's nothing left. You know, there's, it. it even the action. I mean, all it is really is a stunt demo reel. Like, if, if you're a stunt person, you can say, hey, go watch John Wick. I was in it. Otherwise, like, there's no point in watching it. I think because there's nothing tied to it. There's no reason to care about any of the characters really, and uh, they just fucking go on forever, making up rules that don't make sense, having conversations about that shit, and then breaking the rules immediately, and and they never made sense in the first place. So of course you're gonna break them. I don't know. <laughs> it's boring. Uh, performances are fine. You got some some cool people in there. You got John Leguizamo. You got the uh, uh, the guy from Deadwood and Ah, uh, the Reed. Pest himself. And uh, yeah, good, good, good folks in there. Um, but bad movie. I would just, just avoid him. I say, uh, best, I also yeah. watched uh pale blue eye, which is uh, Netflix. Yeah. The Christian Bale uh, meets up with Edgar Allan Poe and they solve a mystery. It's, there's a twist.
2: Dut, Dut it's Dursley from the Harry Potter movies. He's is like the, him? he's like the mean stepbrother of Harry. Who get, get, like gets all the gifts and stuff, and the parents dote on him? That's him. He's he po. lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he looks. He looks a bit different. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, um, yeah. I he's also like he wearing like, like really shitty. He's he looks like he's dressed like such a douche in those movies. So he looks very different in this. Uh huh.
1: I I remember him from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and um, oh, I didn't
2: remember he was in that.
1: Yeah, he plays a an amputee. Um, that's right. Performer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then he, he was also in the, the devil, wherever you go, I forget what the name of the movie is, but it has Tom Holland in it, the devil
2: everywhere. What is it? The devil inside the devil all at once, every devil, everywhere, all at yeah. all for Satan. Wow. you the lighting on you right now, Max, for the listener area, it looked like a blade runner 2049. the uh, devil all the time he's looking at the hologram
1: yeah i'm I'm looking through uh my my memories i i went into i jacked into my uh memories and and scrolled through
2: please Uh, don't jack in on
0: camera
1: (laughs) but uh yeah the the devil i already forgot what it was but i said it (laughs) the the devil (laughs) all the time the devil all the time that one was a really good one uh with tom holland and uh robert pattinson and uh, this wow guy, spider-man and batman yeah and pennywise and about about religion and this guy was like hyper religious convinced that um that uh you watch it anyways because i i think uh that that part the part that this guy's involved in is like maybe even one of my favorite parts of the 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 movie uh pale blue eye though it was um it was pretty good um it's a a murder mystery. I think it's pretty engaging throughout. Um, like not not outright you gotta you gotta go see it or anything like that, but it was pretty good. Uh, I, worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I haven't watched anything. Andrew, how about you?
0: I watched <clears throat> the Muppets 2011. Uh, I. Know that some people have been critical of the Muppets since they went to Disney, and they have not made all the best decisions, <clears throat> including some in this movie. And like having Walter be the the final act of their big show, I think was a huge, huge mistake.
2: Now, Max, you're narrowing your eyes like you don't know the classic character Walter. I'm I'm
1: more confused. They're owned by Disney.
0: Yeah, the Muppets yeah. are, are they a- on HBO. No, I mean there might be some of the some of oh, the movies Sesame might be Street. on HBO, but
1: Sesame Street's on HBO. Oh, okay. That's what because I was confused. It went to like HBO Max. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is Sesame Street doing on HBO Max?
0: No, just the <clears> just <throat> the Muppets themselves, and even some Muppet movies are not on Disney Plus. Like some of them are on Prime, but I don't know. So, but yeah, I think like I but think it's very Walter? what's that? Walter's the Muppet that they made for the the Muppets movie. Like it's a new oh. he's a new Muppet. He's Jason Siegel's brother, I think. Um, it's a it's a pretty lame character, but like it's I think like it hits a lot of nostalgia notes. The songs are good, so it's funny. I enjoyed it, so kudos to the Muppets. Um, I also watched for the first time No Time to Die, the James Bond.
2: Oh, movie. what do you think?
0: It's a little long. Think uh, if they'd cut off uh, some of the runtime, he might have more time for some uh, of his uh, hobbies, including dying. <laughs> um, I liked it. I think it's like uh, I don't know. Like I haven't loved all of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, and this one seemed more jokey than any of the other ones to me. I, I guess I have also haven't seen. Most of them in a while, but this one felt. I don't
2: think that's wrong, and I think they also probably wanted to do like a mix of like the serious Bond story that they'd been letting out, but also make sure that like some of that classic Bond humor was in there.
0: Yeah, Um, wasn't
1: it written by Phoebe Waller Bridge? Yes. Yeah, I think that would explain probably a lot of the humor in it.
0: Um, and it's fun to see. Uh, even though she's only in it very briefly, I thought she'd be in it more. Anna De Armas was was in it, but like not for very long, but. She was, she was fun in it. Um, yeah, it was good. I don't know. My only complaint was that it was a little long, I guess. Um, rewatched Fifty Fifty, the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt cancer movie. And hmm. uh, good. Still holds up very well. It's touching in a lot of parts. It's sad in a lot of parts and funny in a lot of parts. So uh, worth watching. <clears throat> also watched About Time the time traveling romantic comedy with Donald Gleeson.
2: You love Ooh. that one.
0: I do. I think it's very charming. I think there's uh, there's some problems with it like I think his uh the lack of agency that any uh female characters in the movie get because it's um any of their choices can get negated on what the whim of these men who can time travel. <laughs> so um but it's it's cute despite its flaws and you know there's a scene in it with him and his dad—that makes me fucking cry every single time. So it's, uh, it's good. It's very charming. And then the last movie I'll mention is I watched *Weird*, the Al Yankovic story with Daniel Radcliffe, and boy, mm. that is a fucking—it is a—it's a ride. It is wild in spots. Um, I don't want to say too much because it's semi-recent. I don't think either of you have seen it. But yeah, it's still need to watch it.
2: Gotta get a Roku.
0: It is, um, I think you can just get the Roku channel on a different streamer. Like I think like the Roku Roku. channel.
1: I gotta, I gotta do
2: this official.
0: Okay. Give them the bucks. Yeah. I was wondering if
2: I could do it just in a browser or not, but just like an account or something. Maybe.
0: Um, I would liken it to walk hard in terms of like a lot of stunt casting, like good stunt casting. Um, I'm the leader of the Beatles. Of course. (laughs) one of the music is probably shit 164 um <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that kind of that kind of jokes those kind of like I said stunt casting um the retelling of Al's life is super funny it goes in places you're not expecting it to daniel Radcliffe is so funny and like very hot the al wig on him really works and like he's jacked in it so <laughs> you know it works for me that's kind itself. of funny
2: because, like, I feel like uh, what was the one I watched recently? Uh, I don't think it was Naked Gun, but, like, you know, like in a movie when someone's like, oh, you know, maybe it was Adam Scott and Step Brothers. He, like, lifts his shirt up and yeah. then it cuts to, like, a, someone else's very <laughs> when he's nice. he's coming up abs, the treehouse? Yeah. He's like, look at these things. Like, so it is funny to, like, someone can, like, get jacked and, like, the yeah. guy playing Weird Owl can, like, pop his shirt off and be like, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: and he's he is shirtless quite a bit in the movie, which feels like a very Owl thing to do, a very Weird Owl thing to do. Um, a couple of the, like, origin stories for his songs are so funny in this. Like, I'll I'll just give one away. They, like, Eat It is an original song in the movie to them. And so, like, you find out that, like, two months <laughs> later, Michael Jackson made Beat It as, like, a pastiche to Weird Al's Eat It. Because <laughs> they, they pretend, like, good. he's like, I've got this new song. And it's like, I'm only doing originals from now on. and. They're listening to it and they're like, "Wow, Al, this is really good." And then like later, they're like, "We have a problem." And they play my they like they pretend like I was like, "Oh, are they just because you know Michael Jackson has you know there's been some bad public let's say just a little bad publicity for him." And I was like, "Oh, maybe they're just pretending like he doesn't exist," but instead they did the thing where Michael Jackson stole it from Weird Al, and it's like that's a very funny thing to do. So
1: does Weird Al. Uh, himself show up at yes. any point. yeah he oh, plays
0: okay. the record executive who's at first unsure that he wants to sign weird al nice very good um there's also a really funny scene where will forte plays like his assistant and just completely dresses down you know like why weird al would never work in popular music and then it's almost like it fi- it felt like Will Forte was going off script because like Al playing the record executive is kind of like okay okay let's uh, let's ease off him a little bit it's just so that was it was, it was very funny I enjoyed it a lot um, but that's it for me for movies let's talk about some TV shows we've seen
1: TV shows <laughs> we've seen
2: we've seen
0: Rockwell Robert what TV shows
2: have you seen. I'm gonna take that prompt and just smack it right over to Max, because the only TV show I've seen is one we're gonna be talking about on oh, the mini.
0: Baby.
1: Uh, so let's uh let's continue with this. I'm gonna catch this ball in my my mitt when there you, you go. smack it over to me because I'm playing baseball.
0: Wow.
2: Peanuts. Uh, this is me. This is the Astros <laughs> hitting garbage cans. <laughs> we're cheating. We're cheating. What? I don't know.
1: <laughs> and then they deflate the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Ah. And
2: Tom Brady says, hey, that's the baseball could be a little smaller, if you know what I mean. And that's <laughs> and he's a, not good. All right. Go ahead.
1: All right. I wish I knew some curling references to throw in there. But I watched uh, Slow Horses, which is this is season two of Slow Horses. I watched season one. Uh Gary Oldman is leading a MI6 group that is basically they all fucked up. Mission and, Impossible 6? <clears throat> that's right. That's right. Is that why MI Mission Impossible? No, cuz there's six never mind. Anyways, <laughs> MI6 the British uh, uh CIA group or whatever. So they're um they have team members that all messed up at some point and are, are sent to this place called Slough House. Uh, where they are treated like dirt and uh, kind of expected to quit after a certain amount of time, given nothing important to do. And it's essentially to get them to quit. Um, and uh, Gary Oldman plays a real, real jerk wad uh, and he's constantly rude to them. So anyway, that's like season one and season two, same deal. Uh, a few new characters in season two and, um, It's basically like fast horse shows up fat. Exactly. (laughs) They're like, we look even slower now. Um, they, yeah, they're, they're trying to uncover some things that happen and, and, uh, it's great. It's a, it's a good one, a good romp. Um, and, uh, there, there aren't too many, I would say recognizable people. I guess there, there are some Gary Oldman is, I think the biggest name in it. And, uh, other than that, it's, it's just cool to see the like those underdogs right nobody really like thinks they're capable of anything and then they do stuff but it's still still allowed to fuck up a bunch and and it like kind of comes back to bite them and stuff but good stuff uh check it out uh i also watched Tama, the uh excellent adventure about uh an egg that's uh broken out of his shell And then a little chicken and the two of them go on an adventure to find their mama.
2: I got to say, I was walking through the room when Jamie had maybe like the trailer on or like the, you know, the episode starts playing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not a fan of Gudetama's voice personally.
1: No. Did you watch it in, uh, was it in English or Japanese?
2: Yes, it was in English. So maybe that would be much better.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think we had it on English for about five seconds before we switched. Um, I think it defaults to the English, but I recommend going to Japanese with subtitles.
2: Yeah, I didn't like, I, I'm trying to even remember. It was just like, it was just grading. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I I feel like when I heard the voice, I was like, I don't know if I can do this for the, the whole thing. Uh, let's, let's try Japanese. I don't think it'll be quite as grading. And, and yeah, it worked out. Plus it's like, it's from japan it's
2: very japanese anyway so i feel like yeah. that's probably the better way anyhow
1: yeah and i think probably like jokes and stuff are, are arranged in japanese and all that and probably would be kind of a stretch you, you're trying to put a joke in the same place but it's a word play on something that you already did and it's really tough to do those translations so like i i feel for them but um but yeah i think it's, just watch it in japanese if you're willing to read some subtitles and then it probably won't be so bad. It's it's kind of funny sometimes and and uh, just interesting the way the, – all the different uh, types of egg things that come up, like the, the flans and then the hard-boiled eggs and you got omelets and then you got all these other things. So they like, have a bunch of different types of eggs with the different personalities associated with them. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I also watched a bit of the new Old Enough season – of the kids that are going on uh, like in, adventures on their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's pretty good. They're doing a, a new thing in this season where like um, they show old episodes and then they meet up with the kids like now, like years later because the show has been going on for, well, that's interesting. I don't know how long, but yeah. In yeah. uh, one episode they even have like, Uh, the kids go on an adventure and then the kid of that kid going on an adventure because they they're old enough at that point cute so yeah i thought it was pretty cute old enough always good terrible name but uh, a really great show uh and then i watched through all of being puppy cat which is uh animated show by uh what's her name natasha allegri or something who um who wrote some of the good songs in, um, adventure time. Mm-hmm. And so as you went on to make, uh, being puppy cat, it's, it's weird. There are a lot of like really random things. They're living in a world. That's not quite, uh, you know, like our world and, uh, people can, uh, like cry tears with crystals in them and you can make a wish on the crystal and you do this and that. It's not, it's, not really fantasy either though because other people are just like working at a cat cafe and they're hmm. you know got to pay bills and stuff like that but uh you can also make money by going into an extra dimension uh and doing a temp job like B and puppy cat do and puppy cat used to be a person and then became a puppy cat for some reason so there's a lot of stuff that just like doesn't make sense you have to kind of roll with it the soundtrack is great. Uh, it's it's really funny. Um, they did a like a Vocaloid voice for Puppy Cat, so it, just like everything coming out of him sounds really interesting and neat and cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I I recommend it. I think I had watched the pilot or something like that, the old old thing, and then they like expanded it into a whole TV show for this. What one. is it on? You said Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, I recommend it. Uh I also watched Witcher Blood Origin, which I can't recommend as highly as uh, being puppy cat. I think that uh it's not absolutely terrible like I heard it would be, but um it's not great either. It's a little bit boring. There are like seven characters for four episodes and like a couple of the characters seem fairly identical. There's no reason to like have two of them on the team and they don't really develop much through them. Um, Michelle Yeoh's in it. It's probably the reason to watch it, but they don't give her enough time or give her enough to do. So, uh, I don't know. Skip it, probably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how Witcher with, uh, without Cavill uh, stands up. Uh, and then I also watched Why Didn't They Ask Evans? Which is a three-parter. It's weird. It's like a three-part mini-series. Normally, I would expect four, but uh, it's got um, the guy from Bandersnatch, uh, or one a, a guy from Netflix's Bandersnatch, the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure TV show, and uh, he's also in Midsummer.
2: Oh, Will Will Porter. Hold yeah, him? yeah.
1: So he's like the main character in this one, and he's uh, he likes he he stumbles across a uh, um, uh, is it a suicide or is it a uh, like an accident or is it a murder? And things kind of unfold from there, and they have to like determine what's going on, what they got themselves into, and all of that. And it has uh, not Littlefinger. Who's the eunuch from Game of Thrones? Uh,
2: I don't know the actor. I mean, there's multiple eunuchs, by the way. Uh, I don't know the actor's name. Are you talking about the the Unsullied warrior, No. Or no. Are you talking about the uh, Viser or Varus? The- yeah, Varys. That's him. Yeah, so, I don't know that actor's name, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't even know his character's name until you tell me, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's in it uh, for for a bit. And uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It, it held my attention. It's something that I, I don't think I would normally be interested in. The guy, they, they start out on a golf course. The guy's a caddy and he's talking about golf. And I was like, Oh, this is off to a bad start. And then, um, but it held my interest throughout and it's kind of interesting. They do the, the twists and turns and turns out to be pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. And that's all that I've seen. How about you, Andrew?
0: Uh, The only TV show I've really been watching is uh, Disney Plus's Earth to Ned. I watched a couple episodes of that. I'd not seen it before, aka uh, some people call it Gorko's Planet. Um, I think it's really funny. Uh, The naming, uh, the naming structure of the episodes is that they, you know, insert Ned into a lot of like, you know. places where like a word that sounds like Ned would be. And the, the point where I knew I was going to be like, okay, this show is going to be very funny. I was looking at the episode list and there's an episode where they're talking to a couple of star Wars actors. And the name of the episode is I've got a Ned feeling about this. <laughs> and It's just like, okay, that's, that's, that's very, terrible. It's really, it's really sloppy. It's I thought really, the word was
1: supposed to sound like Ned.
0: It's really clumsy. But I do love that. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> um, so I yeah, I think it's I enjoyed I've seen the first two episodes. Uh, the first two episodes are um, who was it Andy Richter and Gillian Jacobs is the first one. and then mm-hmm. the second one was Kristen Shaw and Paul Shear. and I thought both of those are really funny. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'll probably keep watching. Um, it's very silly. It's like a take on late night talk shows with two uh, Jim Henson puppets as the host and co-host. I thought the <clears throat> the sketch they did in the second one where uh, Cornelius is the name of the sidekick. He like goes to Earth to like get better acquainted with human comedy. And so he goes to an open night and he starts crushing because he just says like jokes over at the end of every joke. And people are like losing their shit at that like joke. And then they go through the whole life cycle of a comedian where he gets, he gets really popular. He goes viral. He's immediately canceled. He then goes on like a (laughs) reclamation tour, but it's like a, you know, people are too sensitive like thing. And so it's just like, there's suddenly headlines about like him having a meltdown on stage. He meets Maria Bamford early and she's like, I think you're so funny. And then like, there's a whole thing about her writing an essay about how he's not good anymore. It's just like, the whole life cycle over, and like he comes back, and Ned's like, "Wow, you had quite a weekend, huh?" And it's just like that was that was very funny. So, yeah. Earth to Ned, very. Have you seen it, Robert?
2: Uh, yeah, I watched it. I don't. I think I missed some. Uh, was it not second season, but like the second round of episodes or whatever? Sure. Um, I don't think I watched all of those ones, but I watched all that that first one initially. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, yeah. I'm. It's a bummer that they're not going to keep up with it, especially since like the puppets and stuff in it are really good and fun and it's like damn that thing's gonna be sitting in a storage locker somewhere and it's never gonna get used again so it's a a shame
0: there's also like because jordan morris and nick weiger both uh wrote for it and so did uh eliza skinner and a lot of Yeah, she was the head writer there was a
2: or showrunner maybe
0: she was showrunner yeah um the in the first episode when gillian jacobs is on and they're doing that bit where it's like let's read from a script I was like, this joke feels so LA. And also, like, I think Hollywood Handbook often does it that bit where it's just like they've made up a fake script and they read it mm-hmm. on on pod. And I was just like, this yeah, this sort of joke probably gets passed around in that group a lot. So I thought that was very funny to, to see and hear, and just a a delight. That was very funny. And that's it for me for TV. Guys, let's talk about the movie. We're here to talk about Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery featuring Radiohead? I don't think so. Uh, we got we got the gangs not all back together, but it is our, our old friend Benoit Blanc, mm-hmm. played by D. Craig. We got Edward Norton. We got Catherine Hahn. We got... Uh, 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 Janelle Monae. Janelle Monae. Kate Hudson. J- J- Kate Hudson. Batista. Batista. Yeah, so this is a another ensemble cast. Obviously, this is a, a big ol' whodunit, except, like Knives Out, they kind of let you know pretty early. Kind of whodunit. A little bit. Early, I don't, I don't know. Maybe not as much, because in Knives Out, it's very, like, I mean, it's not, uh, you know who killed him in Knives Out, but they don't know the, like, circumstances of his death. <clears throat> um, but... Glass Onion is a... Oh, let's let's do this. Before we get into plot stuff, would you guys recommend people watch Glass Onion on Netflix?
2: Uh, I would recommend people watch it. I think I am probably not as in love with it as some people are. I do think that the first one is Superior... Uh, if the, if Ryan Johnson and, and Daniel Craig and uh, another slew of celebrities would love to be in another m- movie and he wants to do them good on him, I'll, I'll check it out. But, um, but I, so yes, my recommendation is I did think it was good. Maybe not as good as the first. So I do recommend it.
0: Max, what about you?
2: Yeah,
1: I'm about the same as Robert. You can, you, you can watch it if you're uh, into that sort of thing. I think the first one uh was a bit better, but there are some enjoyable parts to this one as well. Uh, so, yeah, you can check it out. How about you, Andrew?
0: I, um yeah, I think it's probably not as good as the first one, but, like, <clears throat> I think it's really fun. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I was thinking about it while I was watching the movie that it's funny to me that, You know the Agatha Christie mystery movies just kind of sunk, and then Ryan Johnson just like did his own version of it, and they're pretty well received. You know, I think like generally people don't like this much as this one as much as the first one, but people like these movies. They're pretty successful, and like I don't know, like I I was. I, you know, I agree with you. I don't like it maybe as much as the first one, but I really enjoyed this one. And if they decide to do these every year, every two years, every three years, I will continue to watch them as long as they are at this quality. I mean, they could probably dip a little bit, but like, I just think they're very clever. Yeah, you know what,
2: next one, take take some time off. You get a little, <laughs> little bad or worse if you want.
0: Yeah. Um, I just think they're very fun. You know, Dan- Daniel Craig is... One of our who knew he'd be one of our greatest accent actors in the game.
1: Logan Lucky. Uh, Logan Lucky and these, yeah, yeah,
0: he's so. I it did give me an avenue because I've I've now had a lot of friends who fucking love these Knives Out movies, and so there's like and like oh Daniel Craig's so fun. I'm like you need to watch Logan Lucky because if if it's Daniel Craig's accent work is doing it for you, that's his best one. Yeah.
1: Um, i I thought this movie took a long time to get into its groove. I thought it was like a very slow start.
0: I agree with that i do I do agree with that yeah I think it like takes it does take its time getting there, but once it's there, it's good
1: yeah i I think so i think it's pretty once it gets there it's pretty good for me <laughs> and uh up until that point, it's like uh I don't know, like, like out of touch uh, social commentary.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. That's... I, uh, I just want to say this real quick because I, I, actually kind of disagree. And the, mm-hmm. the thing that I had read was that somebody had texted Ryan Johnson because they, they had just seen it, and he, they texted Ryan Johnson, and they thought that when they had written the movie, that you know, um, Edward Norton's character was a like. Uh, Elon Musk allegory Mm -hmm. and they were like Jesus Christ did you write this movie this fucking afternoon or something like it was just like the portrayal of like this you know tech idiot Um, which you know is sort of an evergreen thing but there's just like they said there was something about this particular allegory of a tech billionaire that reminded them so much of like that day's Elon Musk story that they were just like God this feels so like absurdly in the moment i I think part of that is also that
2: elon is just like can't help but be just get worse and worse and more of a more of a uh of a uh, trope uh, living trope basically
1: yeah i guess like for a lot i feel like you should have been able to see it (laughs) like for a long time with elon Musk. yeah 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 and and so like uh Yeah, it's been going on for a long time, and before Elon Musk, it was the last guy. It was uh, Zuckerberg, and before Zuckerberg, Bezos. They're all shitheads. They're all, and it's like you can see it a mile away. So yeah, Yeah. Elon Musk is in the news doing the shit that's going on, but it's not. um, It's not. It's not a soothsayer or anything like that. How did you see this coming? Rich asshole is an asshole to people. What? (laughs) People think that this this human being. Is a fucking super god are actually wrong about him. No. He's actually a human being. Shit, Yeah. It's wow. not just that he's
0: a human being, it's that he's a shitty human being.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's being a human being. Most human beings are a little shitty, at least. But the multi billionaires, yeah, of course, they're the shittiest among us. Yeah. Uh, it's not super news. And I, I feel like uh, a lot of the everyone is kind of a character in this one, whereas I think like, before it was kind of a family and they, they fit roles and stuff, but they were Mm -hmm. characters rather than characters.
0: This one felt like more than knives out did. This one definitely felt like a clue pastiche where it's like, Mm -hmm. they took like characters that would be on a board game and made them in movie characters. Like this one, more than that one felt like, okay, this is the archetype of this. This is the archetype of of Mm -hmm. this. Like, batista being like a you know like youtube like men's rights you know influencer was like such a cartoon character mm-hmm. and yeah kate hudson and really, was like such kate a, hudson's like the
2: whole thing is like she's dumb right like, or at least i mean i shouldn't be that's maybe derivative but i i it, it felt a little hit. broader at least yeah. in, with some of those yeah. characters in this one
1: but some of them seem like, hey, we want to make fun of influencers, so we're just going to have Dave to do everything bad that an influencer can do. Sure, yeah, ca- like
2: yes, that. exactly. Yeah. Instead of like it felt like and – and also I haven't gone back and rewatched the first one in a minute, so maybe there's less no- nuance than I remember. But mm-hmm. I seem to remember that – I seem to think I liked that family dynamic and the relationships between those characters more than this one where it was like – friends that connected through this billionaire and like we're reacquainting i mean that's also by design i suppose it's not supposed to be the exact same kind of dynamic but i didn't find that it's it as, I didn't find it as engaging as the cast of the first one did you also all hard to beat the... chris evans in that sweater the first
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all hear the the dave batista story about him watching the movie on set for dune 2 with the cast of dune 2
2: Dune Two. Wait. Oh. 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 Sorry. Oh,
0: I was like, how could he have watched? It's not done yet. Oh, you're, you were talking about he watched yeah, Glass Onion. Watched Glass Onion with the Dune Two cast, and apparently got it. Uh, Javier Bardem was like, "You did a really good job in this." Like, it's just like yeah. it's he's really like, cute. but we're in,
2: we're shooting right now. Can we get back to? <laughs> we're in, we're in the middle of the scene.
0: Um, do you that's think,
2: like two hours. Wait, that's two think, hours that
1: they're just like, hey, let's sit back and watch. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Movie. Yeah. He was like, Our he was job. like, and action, and then just he started he clicked play on the movie. <laughs> Um, do you think Denny Villeneuve, he got done watching uh, Glass Onion? He was like, "Fuck it," and like just shut down production. He was like, "We're we not doing yeah, this, we can't, we can't we...
0: be this." Yeah.
1: Yeah. If uh, if if the next Dune has a, a billionaire in it, that's that's kind of a jerk. <laughs> just a human,
2: hmm, maybe a perhaps human an Earth... emperor of the universe they alluded to in the first one <laughs> could be.
0: But he's like a human could Earth be. billionaire. It's like Jeff Bezos went into space and then took over. Like I do Like,
1: Jeff little... Bezos went into space. How, yeah, that would how be crazy. How
0: unbelievable is that? Um, I
2: do like they kind of a, they parodied, um, oh, God, I can't think of her name now, but the Theranos woman who, like, was oh, doing Elizabeth a deeper Holmes. voice. At, yes, Elizabeth Holmes. They have him holding up the napkin with the idea, and he's kind of, like, cross-eyed, like, looking at it in the picture, the file photo or whatever. Uh-huh. I like that they parodied that. And then I don't know if you guys got this because I don't know if you've seen the movie, but when they meet Edward Norton originally and like, she kind of like Janelle Monet kind of brings them into the fan, the friend group. Um, he's dressed exactly like Tom Cruise's character from Magnolia. Oh really? Who, who Who is like, yes, go look, look it up, Google it right now. But it's like, he's like, he's like a men's rights kind of like, What's this whole thing in the movie like you have to go get the pussy or whatever like he's just mm-hmm. this like just this awful person that you don't want to actually be in the room with um I mean he's great in the movie it's it's a really good Tom Cruise role, but he it's the outfit it's so it's so funny that they did that um and I think that I think there were good performances, but like i said i I think I was connecting more with some of the the ones in the yeah. uh, the first
0: film so the the general plot of the movie is that all these yeah. people are invited to this Greek Island. It's Edward Norton's private Island. These people were a friend group in college. Edward Norton ended up stealing an idea from Janelle Monet's character that made him billions of dollars. So there's a rift in the friend group there where everybody ostracized Janelle Monet. She gets invited. Um, turns out that there was a murder that we find out about halfway through the movie. I don't want to give away too much until we start talking about spoilers. There's a murder that happens. <clears throat> And then you find out there's a second murder that happened and then potentially a third murder that happens. And it's all a, a large whodunit with the first murder, the second murder, and the potential third murder. Who did it? Why they did it? All this stuff. So that's sort of... it, And, like, it's all in the guise of a murder mystery party. So he Edward Norton invites all of them there to solve his, quote-unquote, murder. So he invites all of his old college friends, which, again, we talk about this in movies sometimes the age range of these actors is so (laughs) wide. Like I believe Batista might be like 20 to 30 years older than Janelle Monet. Like he's in his fifties and I think she's probably like 35 or something. It's just like they're the, the age range of these characters is wild, but okay.
2: But they all went to college together. They all
0: went to college together. That is, yeah, yeah. you
2: can go to college at any time. That's true.
0: Continue an education. Sure, Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah. Despite that, you know, so it's a murder mystery party, so there's a lot of fun, you know, like the movie is riddled with a lot of like, pay attention to this cause it's gonna come back at this point. Pay attention to this cause it's come back to that. So you really have to like the I think the thing that I like about these movies is they make it really um it pays to pay attention to the movie. Like mm-hmm. it you know, this theoretically is true of every movie but it's a better viewing experience if not you're paying attention not every not every movie, not every movie. <laughs> not theoretically theoretically every movie they make with the intention of you wanting to watch the whole thing mm-hmm. but this is a movie that really you benefit and can kind of like piece together the mystery while you're watching it if you are really paying attention so i enjoy that aspect of it and it's a fun movie to be watching the whole time unlike some movies that you know don't pay off because they suck these are fun movies to be watching. So, and, you know, like you both have said, and I agree with this, everybody's kind of more of a cartoon and more of a caricature in this one than in the first one. The dynamic between the friend group is not really that believable, honestly. Like, the only thing that's believable about it is that Edward Norton is a rich asshole who pays off his friends to be friends with him. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the believable part of this. Um, but, yeah, the I thought the mysteries were all good. The I thought the conclusion was satisfying, and I think the most satisfying scene in the whole movie is Benoit Blanc just completely dressing down, you know, uh, Edward Norton's like billionaire character, where he's just like, like, and it's, at some point it's funny because he's like he's like, oh my God, you are so stupid, like it's just so mm-hmm. dumb, and. Kate Hudson's like, well, don't you think this is actually kind of He's like, no, in fact, this is why it's stupid. And he like goes on to like explain why it's really dumb. I thought that scene was terrific. I was just like I, giddy yeah, watching I, him dress down Ed Norton's I, character.
1: I did like that a lot. I, it's a, and it's a sentiment that I, I agree with. I feel like uh, like probably Ryan and Johnson and I are politically on somewhat the same page. And, yeah, and just like the idea that that uh,
0: and the Last Jedi.
1: <laughs> that uh, billionaires only got that like there's the only possible way that they got billions of dollars was by being smart and clever. It was like yeah. it's, it's the most foolish thing that people still cling on to for some fucking reason. And so it was really nice to have Kate Hudson jump in there and say, "Wow, it's like it's so stupid that it's clever." And he's like, "No, <laughs> it's not clever. It's just fucking stupid." I I I really did appreciate that scene.
0: Yeah, I thought that was very good. Um, and like I said, I thought the mysteries were, were very satisfying. Do we want to talk about the spoilers, or do we want to just kind of leave that vague?
2: I think we could. I mean, I think okay. I know people have probably watched it, and we're giving them a heads up. Yeah. So,
0: spoilers ahead, everybody. So, <clears throat> yeah, it turns out that Batista, so what happens before we even, the characters all arrive on the island, is it the Lost Island? uh um is that Janelle Monáe's got her Win. character has a twin sister who and also I was very happy she also got to do some fun accent work in this too cause I was mm-hmm. like she so she starts off she's got you know the character with her her normal accent and then we meet her twin sister her twin sister who suddenly has a completely different accent than her but I do like to think that she was like Pro, you know, uh, approached by the producers, and they were like, "Hey, we're doing a sequel to *Knives Out*. Would you like to be in?" And she's like, "Do I get to do an accent?" Please let me do yeah. an accent. And so, yeah, she's
2: like as Benoit Blanc, and they're like, "Well, no, you mean Daniel <laughs> Craig's
0: coming back?" And she's like, "Well, I think I could do a uh, solo accent. <laughs> what if it, this is sort of a James Bond thing, and I get to be Benoit Blanc for this one?" So, she does get to do a fun accent as her tw- own twin sister. I enjoyed that, but. Yeah, the original character that she plays is killed before the beginning of the movie. She then gets the puzzle that was sent to her sister. She sends that to Benoit Blanc. That's how Benoit Blanc gets on the island. And so she hires him to fo- solve her sister's murder. Mm-hmm. Dave Batista gets killed towards the beginning of the movie. So he's not in it that much. Like, he's in it for maybe 30 minutes. It's like before, flashbacks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to solve his murder at the same time. And then at a certain point, somebody shoots Janelle Monae's, the twin sister. But of course that is a red herring as the bolt was blocked by her own trusty notebook. So everybody carry a little book in your breast pocket because who knows yep. who's going to try and shoot you straight through the heart. And, yeah, that book's and if they aim for the head,
2: hope you have a book on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always be reading. That's the,
2: that's the, Yes, and see, and that's why I I think Prince should not be dead, or you'll be dead. <laughs> Go I to the you library, said Prince everybody. At
0: first,
1: I was like, wait, did and I. Prince well, I also think re- Prince should not be
2: Prince. dead.
0: Prince was shot in the face and not even reading a book.
2: Yeah, I thought that was an unfortunate. I was like, oh, that's a shame. He shouldn't have been shot in the face. Prince shouldn't be dead.
0: If only he had been reading. Ugh. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, intersecting. Murder plots going on, and as it turns out, they were all perpetrated by the same man, mm-hmm. rich asshole Ed Norton. That's right.
1: So, to tell you the truth, I didn't really start enjoying the movie until they revealed the twin sister. That's when I started with me. enjoying it. Because I was like, "And
0: twins!"
2: <laughs> I was just, I was all <laughs> about it at that.
0: Black point. Benoit Blanc on TV. <laughs>
2: uh. Uh, no, I I don't disagree, Max. I think that is when it sort of like kicked kicked in more for me when when that kind of twist
0: occurs. Yeah,
1: but how far in is that? Is that halfway through? Or is or mm,
0: is that no? Like it's thirds? like it's about like 30-40 minutes in. Like it's you know it's a two hour movie. So movie, it's yeah. yeah, it's a little yeah. more than little further than a quarter in
2: yeah. quarter portion.
0: One <laughs> one quarter portion of the movie is kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys are both right. I think it like that's that's about the point where I think the movie gets going. But I think like the whole rev up to the final act and the final act itself is like probably the best part of the movie. I and I do like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Max.
1: That's true for most mystery movies too. You gotta like do the setup for a while before you.
0: Sometimes the sometimes the reveal's not satisfying and it completely ruins the final act, but. It it also feels like the I just I don't know if I just
2: the location is so weird because it's like this giant rich person's island. Not that you're not in this very nice mansion in the first one, but it just feels more relatable like we've been to places like that, or at least most of us probably have versus, Not all of us, Robert. Jeez. Hey, that's all I want. I hang out at old, old mansions and high tech islands. Um But I just found it as not Again, it just wasn't as appealing to me as the first one, where the first one felt like cozy in a way, and and it also felt sort of maybe a little more claustrophobic because you knew this family was assembled under this one roof. It, uh, it, and This it, one felt more alien. It kind of was weird. Uh, it, the, the hourly it, dong and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, the hourly dong. I'm used to that, though. <laughs> um, the, but it was like cartoony in a way. They Right off the bat, they cure COVID, right? Ethan Hawk comes in and cures COVID. Uh so they can all be on the island together. He sprays a little thing in their mouth and he's like, okay. I, don't I need was to worry really about waiting that for
2: enough. that to come back and him to be like, I've actually given you all an enzyme, and if I activate this thing or I spray this into the air, then you'll all die. Like I was like, Oh, that's some weird, you know, thing that's gonna be able to like he's gonna be able to control them or like or like
1: track blackmail them. them. But it seemed like yeah, it seemed like it was just a, a way to mention the fact that this was
0: During the pandemic. During the pandemic,
1: but they didn't have to worry about actually making their actors wear masks.
2: Well, that was I (laughs) I think that was it in a world without the pandemic also. But
0: I think that was also Ryan Johnson's way of letting us know that they've created a cure for COVID for the Hollywood elites and they're keeping Mm -hmm. it from us.
2: Yeah. Rude. Rude, So I think
0: uh, I think Knives Out 3 is going to be about what happens to Dr. Fauci when that information gets out.
1: Well, uh, that one I think will take a little bit longer than one one fourth of the way <laughs> through the movie to get interesting.
0: Now, see here, I do believe that uh, the perpetrator this, of this crime is Donald Trump. Is this Fauci or is this Daniel? This K? is yeah. This is Doctor Fauci. Why? <laughs> is it a good Fauci? I, I'm just <laughs> trying it out for the first time. Yeah, is
1: a good Fauci. Yeah. Here now, in New York
0: I don't think we should start the pandemic by wearing masks, but maybe three months in, I'll change my mind.
1: <laughs> okay, I am going to watch that
0: movie. <laughs> good? If you, I mean, if they want someone to play Fauci, who better than me, right? That's true. Yeah.
1: I, I agree. You should play Fauci in a trilogy of Star Wars movies, I think. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> anyways yeah so
1: robert robert's over here turning red he's pissed
0: <laughs> he's like a i can't believe movie. it um any final thoughts on this movie before we head out how about the cameos actually because you mentioned ethan Hawke is very briefly in this movie as is the aforementioned in this podcast earlier hugh grant that's
2: true. As as his domestic partner, yes, I think they're just good buddies.
0: Um, Angela Lansbury um, also is on a Zoom with Benoit Blanc. Lansbury
2: is this her last like on screen? I, I feel
0: like this must have been the last thing she did before she yeah. Passed. And my man,
2: the on the uh, uh, get fiddle the, the old strings yo yo ma yo yo sure. ma. <laughs> uh, you love it, man! I love any movie with a yo yo ma cameo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all of them look fact. up his IMDb page
2: yeah and then you had uh, i think you had natasha leone and uh oh that's right yeah that her, was a... uh, oh uh kareem abdul javar was in there for a second <clears throat> yeah that, that oh, zoom call was serena
0: williams oh that's right yeah. serena <laughs> williams. she
2: she is like constantly on call like she's waiting for you think it's like a mirror that's her and a digital printout that would like do the exercise but she's like hey i'm wait like i'm waiting yeah there's oh, a i'm ready to do the <clears> exercise janelle Monet
0: and daniel craig are like having a meeting in this room and there's just like a f- uh yeah one of those like electronic mirror workout things mirrors and, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just a shot of Serena Williams and they're talking and they're talking and they're talking and she goes, so do you two want to do a workout or something? It's just like, <laughs> that was a very fun little surprise thing. Good job, Ryan.
2: I do think it was disrespectful to promote, uh, Jeremy Renner's hot sauce when, Ooh, you know, after this, during this tragedy. So, and I know,
0: and you can tell he wrote it
2: that <laughs> afternoon because of how close it is to the Elon Musk stuff. Oh, so I know that this very recent have. news about Jeremy Renner is, is also Was in. Was a
0: consideration they it's still
2: fucked up? <sighs> and, I think, and I think, Ryan Johnson, you canceled.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I think I missed that one. But he also has like, what? Wasn't Jared Leto in there too?
2: Yeah, not good also. But I mean, that's just more of a personal thing for me. So, <laughs> But I mean, it also fits that he would have because what, what was the idea? Oh, it was like Jared Leto had made kombucha or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Jared Leto's kombucha. kombucha.
1: More kombucha. And then they had uh, uh, Ezra
2: Miller's uh, uh, pudding pops. <laughs> <laughs> I should, Jesus Christ. Pops. Uh, <laughs> You're yellow. conflating multiple canceled people, my man.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that um, that little puppet from Better Off Ned.
2: That little uh, puppet. <laughs> Better Off Ned. <laughs> What's the show called?
1: Out of this Ned. Earth to, earth to earth Ned. Earth to Ned. Ned.
2: Okay. <laughs> don't uh, better call Ned. I think it's called. Where is my Ned? <laughs> uh, um. No. Yes. My my overall summary. I mean, like I said, sort of initially. I I enjoyed this. I don't think I'm quite as over the moon as some folks, but that's not a bad thing. And uh, if they like doing more of it, uh, good on them. I would be. It's funny to me to have. Uh, I, and I I hope everyone's just you know. Hey, I just everyone. Hope everyone's just having a good time. Wow. If Daniel Craig likes making them, and and Ryan Johnson likes writing and directing them. Go for it. I'll I'll be there.
1: I say, yeah. Uh, try skipping through the first twenty to forty minutes. See if you can figure out the the solution by the end of it, and then uh, let me know how it goes. <laughs> uh, to, to to all our listeners.
0: <laughs> yeah, first first, uh, you know, enter enter the gentleman overloads lottery, of course.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and
0: then holler at Max about his uh, skipping the first twenty minutes idea. See how that works out for
1: 20 you. Twenty to forty. You're, you're twenty choice, to
0: forty yeah. minutes.
1: <laughs> wow. Get the best parts of this movie. Yeah, as right, soon as right Janelle Monae's
0: twin shows up, yeah, start right the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Although There's, we've already given you a couple of clues, huh? Yeah. <laughs> See if you can figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah. If you, if you listen to this podcast and then you skip the first 20 minutes of the movie, get back to us and let us know if you can solve the mystery of the movie. Because I think you yeah, might. T- you,
1: tell us if you can figure out beforehand yeah, that some, Edward Norton did it. Yeah, All there right? are some
0: clues you might miss, but I think by the end you'll be able to figure out that Edward Norton did it. But yeah. maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Um, any final thoughts before we go? Not nope, that's it. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.